The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello out there. Hello out there. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna. I'm almost not even saying my own name right. And I'm coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina. That's around the Raleigh area. Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina, but you wouldn't know it because it's not the largest city here. Charlotte is the actual largest city in North Carolina, and that's because it's the banking city. That's where all the banks have gone. And so it became the largest. Uh, but yes, but it's beautiful over here. Um, um, I heard that there was a lot of rain for people on Memorial Day around the country. We were fortunate enough not to have any rain on Monday. We had it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we had a nice barbecue, had some people over that we haven't seen in such a long time. Oh my gosh, she had a, it was a, Five, almost a five-month-old baby before we were able to see them, very good, dear friends of uh, ours. So that was nice. And, of course, my daughter coming over. And speaking of my daughter, uh, yes, we're going to have her back on at the end of the month, June 30th, to continue the rest of her story of her journey of losing over 175 pounds, but more was about the self-love and self-belief step that empowered her to do that. And it's really important listening. If you have not heard her first interview, go back in my May episodes and download that. She is fascinating. I love her. Well, of course, I love her. She's my daughter. But as an inspiration to others, she is amazing. And by popular demand, everybody was asking to have her back on so she can continue her story and how she got through it all. So join me on June 30th for that. And then, of course, this is Father's Day month and the divine masculine. And what does that mean? What is the divine masculine anyway? And actually, we're going to talk a bunch about that today, but come back the third week, I you know, oh no way, is it the fourth week, the third week? There's five weeks in June, exactly five Wednesdays. So I have five shows, which is cool to do in the month of June. It's the 16th, the 16th of June. We're going to be talking more about Father's Day and the true meaning and why celebrate the divine masculine and all of that. And 
We talked about that on Mother's Day and the importance and why we have to be reminded of these things with celebrations. We create these celebrations for a reason, right? We've heard that. I've said that over and over again. To remind us of what is important, the important aspects of body, mind, and spirit here on this planet. And so come and join me on the 16th. We're going to be talking about that. And on the 23rd, readings, messages. Do you believe we are almost halfway through? We have started our halfway point month of the year. I hope you've been taking advantage of the power of this year, which is about fulfillment. The energy, the planets, the stars are all in alignment to help you with fulfilling a dream, a purpose, a desire, a goal, whatever you want to call it. And so what I'm going to do for people who call in or write me ahead of time, I'm going to tell you what's remaining for you for the remainder of this year, for the next six months. Are you using it appropriately? Are you wasting the energy? Let's see. Let's talk about that. So you can write me. You can always write me a question at info, info at vincentjenna.com, G-E-N-N-A.com. Write me. Write me a question. I will answer it online, on the air. Or you can call in. Of course, you can always call in to uh, ask me a question. And uh, if you call in on the 23rd, I will give you your message live. And remember, you can always call in anonymously. Luckily, our uh, engineer at the studio, Lewis or Jeff, they know how to spell the word anonymous. Well, actually, they don't spell it all out. They'll just put like A-N-N-O-M or something like that. And so they don't have to use your real name. And, and, if, and if you want to disguise your voice, um, we can use a filter to disguise your voice so that nobody recognizes you. Well, don't be afraid to call in, right? That's on the 23rd for your message. What's remaining for you? What do you have in store? What can you do? What, what is the hope? of what you can do for the remaining six months of the year. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to still use the energy. I'm still using it. Uh, I'm putting on my website, go to my website. I have not had a live event in a very long time on Facebook, only because I've been so busy. I really have just trying to, like I said, set up this house. There's so many things that are coming up for me that I have to get this house set up. So this is like, well, what more do you need than a bed and a couch? Well, I had to be able to put up shelves in the closet to be able to store things that we used to store in our last place that already had shelves in the closet, you know? So um, sometimes you buy a new place and all you get is one metal shelf and a couple of uh, hooks to hang your clothes on. And you certainly need more than that. So I've been doing things like that, you know? So, um, I mean, we're, we're pretty much settled in the place, but I just needed to get that stuff done. So that's the reason why I've not had any live shows, but they're going to be coming up. So look for them. Go register on my website. 
I don't send out. Now, for those of you who are re already registered, you've noticed I don't send out a lot of newsletters. I have somebody who will create the template for me for the month, and then I don't put any content in it because there hasn't been any lately, other than the radio shows, of course, and all my interviews and television shows that I've been doing. So, okay, so the topic today is what is the metaphysical meaning? This is this all has to actually do with Mother's Day, Father's Day, divine feminine, divine masculine, the creation of Adam and Eve. What does it really mean? Uh, now, now, of course, when we were growing up, and if you uh, were Christian at all, and even if you're not, um, many of the religions that use the Old Testament will literally believe that God created Adam and then God created Eve from Adam's rib. Well, um, this new pope that we have actually acknowledged, actually acknowledged that Adam and Eve are metaphors metaphysical meaning that they didn't actually exist. And that interesting is one of the first popes to acknowledge that hell doesn't exist and that the story of Adam and Eve was also uh, metaphysical and metaphor. So if, um, you look up the creation story, chapter one in the Bible, right? Um, you will see all the things that God created, right? And then out of the dust, um, he created Adam. Right. First created the, you know, the firmament in the beginning. God created heaven and earth. Right. And the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit and yada, yada, yada. And God said, let there be light. And saw that this was good, which, by the way, showed that God had ego. Because if God saw that anything he created was good, what did he use to, or I say he, it, I hate using the word it to describe God, and it takes too long to say he, she, or maybe we should say them now. Um, so I'll just God, right? And so it was good. What did God use to feel good about what it just created? Ego. That's right. That's the purpose of ego. And then he created the land and the vegetation, plants bearing seeds and all of that. Let there be day, let there be night, and created the waters and saw that it was all good. And let the land produce living creatures according to their kind. He made animals. Right? And then... Um, and saw that it was all good. And then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. 
So they may rule over the fish in the seas and the bird in the sky and the livestock and all the animals and all over all the creatures. So God created mankind in his own image. Hello! In his own image. So, so God is up in the heaven as a man, right? That's the way we write it or that's the way it's interpreted in the Bible. Right there is the essence of everything. And just so that you know, that isn't even the beginning chapter. Within the chapter, if you get a, the original Bible and you read in it, it will tell you that God created the spirits and the souls before God created the earth and the universes, the physical. So we existed as spirits and therefore created it in its image as spirits. Okay. Um, so it gets interesting. Whichever Bible, some Bible cuts out the fact that um, God created man and then took the rib and all of that. But that was, you know, the original stuff is is about that, is that God created man out of dust. And in actuality, the original Bible says that Adam is the son of man, is the son of man. Okay, so let's talk about the story itself and break it down. Okay, so we were spiritual beings. We were souls. We were spirits. And of course, then we needed a place to go to leave home to discover ourselves, to discover who we are, to discover our greatness, uh, discover what we knew. And so we needed a place to go, and that's when the universes were created. Now, then all of a sudden, this person Adam appears. But in the original Bible, it says Adam is the son of man, not the son of God, the son of man. So here is where the metaphor begins. First of all, what does Adam, what does a male represent? Male, the divine masculine, represents the thinking mind, the logical reasoning thinking mind, and the female represents the intuitive, nurturing, emotional, creative mind, or the right brain and the left brain. So here we are, the spiritual androgynous beings. We were of no gender when we were first created. And we're down near the earth. And of course, there's different stories of Lemuria and Atlantis. Lemuria was first, and we were peaceful. And then we created Atlantis, where we started to getting closer to the earth and started to appear on the earth. So at first, we were spiritual beings coming down to the earth and enjoying the animals and the planet and the greenery and just enjoying it. That basically is the that is what the Garden of Eden represents in the Bible. That beautiful time that we came down very innocent of non-gender, not even a physical form, spiritual form, an energy form. An energy form. 
Then as time went by, we got more and more and more involved with the physicality of the earth. And so we became more attached to the earth. And though there was still no definite physical form, there was more of an androgynous form and our energy began to become solidified. Again, no gender. There's no picture. Maybe, maybe Bigfoot, I don't know, maybe Bigfoot is an image of what we first looked like when we came down because what we would have done is we would have used any of the animals here on the earth to form a model for ourselves. We were looking at all of them when we saw gorillas and apes since we are the closest appearance to that. And maybe we took that model and formed to use and go, okay, well, they seem to get around the most. I don't want to be a giraffe with a giant long neck. Don't need that. Don't get around on all four. Don't want to be a dog. Go oh, look at the gorilla. He uses both. And then he climbs trees and he, you know, runs on the ground. All right. Okay. So maybe there was some hybrid form that we use because that reference is made in the Bible, in the story, in the creation part still. And the first chapter of Genesis with um, the story of Abe, Cain and Abel first reference to other beings close to us is made in that one chapter. Very short reference. So maybe there was a hybrid form of physical being that we used in the beginning. But, of course, the story of Atlantis was that we learned how to use and harness this power, the force, whatever you want to call it, not just use it amongst ourselves, but to actually harness it through the use of crystals. I, you know, all of you got to understand something. All this knowledge of everything was already inside us because that's how we were created in the image and likeness of God, which meant we had all its knowledge. Whatever it knew, we knew. Right? So here we are. We're traversing the planet and enjoying things and partially hybrid physical and energy forms, whatever, experiencing ourselves. And now all of a sudden we start getting really involved and we start seeing what we can create or re-manipulate out of the creatures that are here. And then we harness this power and the sun's energy and we start using it to create with And then we start using it against ourselves. So the story of Atlantis is about how we wound up actually destroying so much of what was already here and tried to destroy each other. We couldn't destroy each other. You can't kill a soul. Once God created it, we can't do anything to destroy it. Right. But we tried to to manipulate and take power because, again, we were a bunch of kids let loose in Toys R Us without any adult supervision. You heard me say that a hundred times. 
All right. So now we're back in the spiritual dimension saying, okay, we messed up. We messed up. So we had a thought. Now, what did I say is the thinking part of the being? The thinking part of the being we characterize as the male part and the intuitive part we characterize as the female part. So in our understanding and knowing, and, and by the way, just to back up a little bit, the the whole idea of all the information we started to tap into and our power is when we tapped into that tree of knowledge and ate the fruit of wisdom or knowledge. And so we began knowing, all right, so that's going to be coming up in a moment, okay? That's going to come up in a moment. So here we are back, and we said we can't do it that way. We have to do it another way. So we had the thought that there seems to be two major parts of who we are. Our intuition, which connects us to God. And then this other part that um, thinks, and that isn't part of intuition, but seems to reason and think. Whatever we wanted to call it, however we decided upon it, we just figured that those were important aspects of who we were. And the thought was, let's preserve, let's preserve those two special parts. How do we preserve them? And the thought was, and I keep referring to thought, it wasn't an intuitive understanding as to the decision we were about to make. It was a thought. Right? The thought was we have to do something to preserve these two things. Let's, let's separate them. Or let's put them, divide the thought and the intuition, because when we were making a mistake, there was nothing to tell us we were doing something wrong. There was nothing to keep us from going down the slippery slope, because it was all connected to one being, one force, one spirit, one form, one energy. And then being all the same and being all young, I couldn't depend on my brother or sister. And if I'm going down that slippery slope, I'm not listening to the, my advanced brothers and sisters, the archangels who decided to hang behind, and I couldn't even hear dad, God, or mom. So We had to make a decision as to what to do. We had to come up with some kind of answer. So we were reasoning through it. We were reasoning and thinking through it. I don't know. Maybe maybe there was a council. Maybe there was a leader at that time. 
no, maybe Emilius, according to Edgar Casey, Jesus's first incarnation was Emilius during the time of Atlantis. Edgar Casey seems to uh, state that there was some, like I said, there was some physicality in Atlantis at that time. What we looked like, we don't know. I do not believe we were in major forms of humanness at that point because the humanness is about ready to start, which is the whole purpose of the story of Adam and Eve. Maybe Emilius was there or or somebody else saying, you know, thinking, thinking and saying, okay, well, um, we need to preserve those both aspects of ourselves, which are really good really good. I, I know we're creative, so let's, we got to group these things together, okay? Let's group them together. The creative part, the emotional part, the intuitive part, and even that nurturing part seem to go hand in hand with each other. One affects the other. If I'm connected to spirit, then it's easy for me to imagine because there are things we've created that we can tap into. And then we need the imagination for that. And of course, our emotions we feel want to protect that because feeling is really important. But then we also think, we also think and we reason. It seems like we're using a different part of our brain that has nothing to do with feelings. It has to do with what we're looking at, what we see what we can begin to explain. So it's more than just a feeling now. Okay, I feel this creature that's here, but what is it? That seems to use a different part of the brain in order to define what we're seeing in this physical world, to, to define what we're knowing in this physical world, define what we're feeling altogether. What are we creating? What are we imagining? We need something that, that seems to be this thinking part of our minds or ourselves. And so we realized that there were two separate parts to us that were just as important. So we gathered the reasoning and the thinking and even the risk taking and, and the, you know, the courage to be able to make choices. That all seems to go together. So we'll group that stuff and we'll group the intuitive stuff. And when we come back from our break, which is just coming up now, our commercial break, hang in there because now we're going to get into the depth of the story of Adam and Eve and how we made the thinking choice of making two genders. So I'm Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. D just stick around. Boy, it gets really interesting. And hopefully this blows your mind and maybe gives you some information you never thought of before. It will make you think. So hang in there. I'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back. Yes, this is uh, Vincent Jenna here. And if you are just joining me, uh, we're talking about the metaphysical meaning of the creation of Adam and Eve and how that goes along with the celebration of Mother's Day and Father's Day, believe it or not the divine feminine, the divine masculine. So just before the commercial break, we were talking about how when we first came down on this planet to this universe, we messed up in the form that we were androgynous beings, more spiritual than anything else. Um, If we took on any type of physicality, it would have been very archaic. It would have been more of a form of a creature that was already on the earth just to feel. And again, originally we were spirits and energy beings when we first came to the planet. Okay. Um, So, so now here we are, we came down as these energy beings and we started messing up. And when we went back to our home dimension, we decided we needed to do it a different way. And so the thought, the reasoning thought, we reasoned through this and thought it would be good to preserve the two greatest aspects of who we are, what God gave us, which was intuition or that and the creative side and the emotional and the nurturing side and the other side, the logical reasoning, risk-taking, um, side, thinking side, okay? We wanted to preserve those. So we decided to put those features in two separate beings, two separate beings. So here we were one being, androgynous of no sex, right? But we said we needed two beings and we also needed two physical beings. We got so involved in the planet and the physicality of the planet that we also believed we needed a physical body to be able to live on the planet. So this is where we really began to be more incarnate incarnate of physical form on the earth in order to survive, in order to experience what we wanted to experience. And besides, we just got so over-involved in the physicality and the beauty and the desires of the earth that that's what made us decide we needed a physical form. Again, this was all about thinking. We weren't listening. I don't know. Maybe God was turning around and saying, what are you, nuts? Are you crazy? You're going to live down there like one of the animals on the planet? You know, who knows? But we weren't listening to that because it was not our intuitive side that we were paying attention to because we were busy thinking an answer. Thinking an answer. So. The representation, then, of Adam and Eve have nothing to do with what God created. It has to do with what we then took over. Now, of course, it's all 
connected in the Bible when we started writing it down, because we couldn't just say the earth, the planets were here, then we messed up, then we went back, and then um, we created something different than God created. We couldn't do that, so it was just put together as one big giant story, but it actually happened at, in different points at different times altogether. We just simplified the creation story. So here is now thought to separate, and thought is what we now call the divine masculine side of who we are. So we call it the divine masculine side because thought we created Adam as a representation of that thought divine masculine side. So Adam, as in the original Bible, is the first son of man, our first physical idea. Adam was not the actual being we created when we first came down here, but the metaphysical message was thought came first. And therefore we had to put that in some type of a form or a story, and thus you get a man. It was once we define thought as being masculine and put a word to it, we could have called it anything. We could have called it Tropicana. First it was Tropicana, then there was Dole. And instead of them being bananas or pineapples, they could have defined man and woman. Stop paying attention to the word and pay attention to the meaning behind the word that I'm saying. Thought decided to separate or divide our wholeness into two separate beings. Thought did that, not intuition, thought. So Adam, in the metaphysical meaning of the creation, represents thought. And thought could not live then without intuition. Because thought was first, that's why the idea of Adam came first. Now, Adam comes out of dust. Dust is nothing. It's meaningless. You have no idea. It has no, it ha may have a solid form, but you don't have any idea where it comes from, what it is. When you're, when you're collecting and dusting your house, what are you dusting the dust? Where is that dust, that physical stuff that you are wiping off the furniture? What is that? Is it particles that came from your carpet? Is it particles that came from the dirt outside? Did it come off your dog? Is it dander? Did it come out of your air conditioning system? No, it's non-descriptive. And that's why we use the word dust, because it's non-descriptive. So out of nondescript, out of nothing then, came the thought. And the picture of the thought, because we are visual beings, the speed of light is quicker than the speed of sound. So we created an image, and the image was Adam. 
Now, thought without intuition is lonely and lost. Why is the image of Eve taken from the rib of Adam? And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, we'll talk about this in just a minute, the mistake, the biggest mistake we made. Well, what is the rib? What does a rib represent? What's your rib cage? What's the importance of your rib cage? Your rib cage protects the most important organs of your entire body, your lungs and your heart. Without breath, you will die or have brain damage within three minutes. Without your heart, you're non-existent. And the rib cage is to protect the both of them. It's just not to, I mean, most guys would like to think the rib cage is there to hold up their pectoral muscles or women, your breasts. No, we built around that. But we saw the animals that God created and realized what they were made of in their form. And so we used those models. But the understanding is the understanding is that the rib is a support to the most important elements of who we are, right? Food for our, the rest of our bodies and organs and the pulsing of the heart, the love and the life force of who we are. So Eve which represents intuition. Eve is intuition, looking like a being. Intuition is what supports and feeds and takes care of the most important parts of who we are. So now we've got intuition and we've got thought together. But thought came first because we were sitting up there thinking, what can we do to fix this all? So thought came first then intuition. And now, thought came first and then intuition. Now, you would think that intuition would not get us in trouble, right? But it did get us in trouble based on this creation story. Because it wasn't thought, it wasn't Adam who was over at the tree of knowledge being tempted by the the demon by the devil, supposedly. It was Eve, intuition. Why didn't intuition tell us? Why didn't that connection to the God force tell us, nope, you don't want to do that. That's going to lead you down the wrong direction. No, instead, intuition wanted to know more. See, now, if thought was there at the same time, maybe intuition would not have gone down the wrong path. Because don't we talk ourselves in and out of things that we are intuiting? Even though intuition is the first and most important part of who we are, we want to make sure we are intuiting correctly and we're interpreting what we're intuiting correctly. Right? Because we can we can feel the wrong thing depending upon who we are. So that idea 
that okay so now you'll say well what happens where eve took a bite of the apple then brought it to adam and then convinced adam to take a bite of it well here was the problem the first fault was the idea of separating our two greatest gifts thought before intuition can always be wrong thought before intuition can always be wrong and once thought makes the mistake, then the intuition becomes weaker. When thought takes over, intuition becomes weak. And that was the major message. Because we decided to have this separate being, we no longer could even trust what we were knowing. And it was a stupid idea. It was a very stupid idea. Or shall I say an ignorant one? But ignorance after a long period of time actually becomes stupidity. And stupidity is not a horrible judgmental word. It's a word we use for someone who is incapable of reasoning, even though they have enough intellect to reason. Right. So it's just ignorance to an extreme. So the idea that we should separate these two beings into two different genders, because then the idea of Adam and Eve became real once we physical, we made it physical, our real physical forms as male and female. And then we use those forms in the Bible to make a pictorial of the the actual story and how it all happened. It was not a literal picture. It was not meant ever to be a literal picture that religion took over and wanted you to believe. So we lost the Garden of Eden then by totally separating ourselves to start with. And we have been spending over 11,000 years, which approximately, probably older than that, when we first did this and divided ourselves, we've been spending the last 11,000 years trying to bring ourselves together again. And isn't it amazing that after 11,000 years, men and women still can't get along the right way. Why? Because we weren't supposed to be separated. Like I said, it was a stupid idea. Oh, yes, it's fun, isn't it? I have a male body and a physical body. But you're telling me that's the only way we could have had fun is by separating ourselves I don't think so. I think there would have been more ways of being able to do it. We didn't have to follow the ways of the animals here on the earth, which is the reason why we separated into male and female, because we saw the differences between the two. We saw the one creature that was having the babies, and we saw the other creature that was protecting the babies and bringing the food and we decided to replicate that. Okay, well, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. That was a stupid idea. Animals get along better, male and female, even though there are some female animals that will kill the male once it's used. And I know some female beings who would love to kill their partners once they're used. Now, a whole bunch of you are just laughing right now, but it's true. 
right? But the whole point is that we should have never divided ourselves. Okay, so what did that cause? The division was such a great idea. At least it seemed like a great idea. So now we preserve the two. So now we stereotype. We think that, oh, well, women are all intuition and hysterical because they live off of emotions only. And men are the only ones who reason and think and take the proper risks in life and have the courage to do things and the strength to do things, right? And so that created a rift between the two genders that we had to get over, and we're still fighting that one, that women are just as equal. We're the ones that created the differences. The relationships are still falling apart. The most natural thing is for us to come together but men are still trying to understand women. Women are still trying to understand men. We, it's, we separated ourselves too much. We separated ourselves from each other. We separated ourselves from God. The word separate was a concept that we should have never created. So here we are trying to come together. Okay, so now why it's been so difficult to try to figure out who we are, who we're meant to be. Now, not only... Do we come down on the earth with with now different preferences and ideas? Now we don't even know who we're supposed to be. Yet it's it's the stupidity of separating ourselves. You understand now the them theory, the 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 gender that comes down here and they don't want to identify as either male or female as him or her. So now we have to say them. Why? Because their souls are knowing this isn't the way it was supposed to be, but how are we supposed to be down here? I don't even know anymore. So it's an idea, but they're trying to bring themselves together. They're trying to actually pull together the male and the female without actually identifying it as male and female. So don't identify it at all. So we've completely, truly lost ourselves. Now, they're not imperfect. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not broken, the Thems. You know, we're, we're looking and we're going, oh, my gosh, now, of course, politically correct. We have to accept everybody. We're, and we're in Pride Month. So, of course, we have to be proud of who we are and accept who we are. It has nothing to do with acceptance. It has to do with understanding and understanding what's happening. We're losing our identity because we divided our identity. We don't even know who we're supposed to be. So what is the answer then? There is only one answer. It has nothing to do with what this body is walking around and choosing to be in this incarnation. It has to do with what our soul is. Our souls will never change. Our souls define who we are, not our bodies, not our gender, not even the way we think or the way we feel. Our souls, the way we were created as divine beings, energy forms, that defines who we are. Our divinity, our, our magnificence, not in our bodies. It's not in our gender. It's not in being male. It's not in being female. But remember, we have chosen those bodies when we come down. Maybe we did take down too much with us, and so we're confused now. What am I supposed to be? I don't like male. I don't like female. 
Well, quite honestly, I don't like male or female either. I mean, I enjoy being male at my times, you know, when when necessary. But really, you think about it, there's been nothing but problems because of the identity differences. You know, men want to be so macho and, you know, and 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 women want to be heard and felt and touched. You know, I can assure you that the five love languages book wasn't written because a man wanted to know a man wrote it. But I assure you, it wasn't because of a man's need. It was because a woman wanted a man to understand more about her. We've got a million books. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Very famous by Dr. John Gray. Why? Because men have no idea. They can't think like women. They don't know. It takes them forever to balance out even when they're... I am one of the most balanced men around, and I can prove that. I even took a test when I was studying to become a social worker. We took this um, fun old test. A male. What are you, more male or more female? It was really funny. Most of the women in our class were more male than the men were. The men were all females. I was almost right in the middle. I was 49% female, 51% male. I couldn't be more balanced out in the middle. Yes, I do window treatments and I decorate my home. I can even sew and I can cook. Those are typically what they call female traits. I have a great imagination, a great sense, a great mind, a great feelings. I can think, I can reason, I can take risks. Yes, I can do it all. I worked over 38 years on that of my 66-year life to be able to grow any. But that's me. And this is also my spiritual journey to be able to help everybody else. How many other guys and girls are doing that? My wife has done the same. She's done similar. But how many other people are doing that? How many other people are trying to balance out their male and female side? You're all still just trying to get along and get along with not only just yourselves, with each other. Holy moly. So we messed up a long time ago, which is why it may never work right. It may never come to the point where so equally balanced. Because we weren't meant to split ourselves apart to start with. And if we ever decide in some year to meld back together again, I don't know what that's going to look like. But all those women clothing stores and men's clothing stores, they're all going to fail. Right? What is that going to look like? Are we going to do that? Can we do that? I don't know. I don't think so. It would have to be a whole new life, a whole new world. So what you're looking at when we're trying to balance the world, when we're trying to heal the world and make it better, when we're trying to take the spiritual path, we cannot forget what caused it to go off to start with. So it is very important for us to get along. It's very important for us to get along with ourselves. We can't even balance the male and the female side within us. No less balance it between us. And the only reason why I bring this up is to understand why it's been so difficult. Understand why after 11,000 years, men and women still can't get along. So now we don't call ourselves anything. We're neither male, we're neither female. I don't know, maybe that is the answer in itself. Don't call us anything. Maybe we're all supposed to be thems. 
Maybe they've got it right. Who knows? Don't judge them as wrong and don't judge them as broken. They're trying another way. And we keep coming back down to try it. So we couldn't get along as male and female. So more weight. Maybe men and men. Maybe men and men can get along. So we come down gay. See if that works. That'll be an experience. Okay, well, that's not perfect either. Or women. What about women? We'll come down lesbian. That's it. We'll call it lesbian. And we'll come down where we just get together as a relationship. We'll pull that together. That should work. No, that's not working. How about both? No, that's not working either perfectly. How about neither? You know, so we're trying. We're really trying to get it together. But what we need to do is to understand it here and try it here. Okay? Let's not go against the flow of the force we created. Let's realize there are differences. We made the differences. Yeah, God made the differences in the animals and the trees and the bugs. They are male plants and they're female plants. But was that necessarily supposed to be our route? I don't think so. Think about that. Think about needing to get along with ourselves and the balance between the male and the female, which is why we have to celebrate both. And we have to be reminded to celebrate both, which is why we created the holidays. So join me next week. We get into the subject more. Of course, this is Unity Online Radio. We get into a lot of different subjects here. So just remember, the story of Adam and Eve was thought and intuition created by us, and they were just the picture of that. I'm Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.